1: Let's go! Let's go! Charles Leclerc wins the opening Grand Prix of 2022. He wins in Bahrain, and it's a 1-2 for Ferrari for the first time since Singapore 2019. Let's go! Come on! That's exactly how we start the season. Come on! One, two, baby! One,
2: two!
3: Bravi tutti! Bravi! Forza Ferrari!
2: Ferrari jubilation, they are back!
0: Ragazzi, grazie davvero! Siete
2: dei grandi! Siete veramente dei grandi!
4: Mamma mia!
5: Well, TC and I are swallowed up in a sea of red because we've managed to wriggle our way into the Ferrari hospitality where it's an absolute buzz! One two Matteo Bonotto, can you barely believe it?
4: It's incredible, very happy. I think we're not hoping or expecting it, but finally it's a great result for the team. And I think that really the team has has worked very hard to get to get there. And uh, it's more than two years now, it has been a very difficult situation. We remain united. And I think we try to improve ourselves in all the areas. And today what you add is a, is a great race. I think we have been good in, in all the aspects. No, the car was great. The drivers were fantastic. The strategy, the pit stops, the setups or whatever you may imagine.
6: Now, Mattia, how much of a relief is it? You, you were quick in testing. and We all thought you were capable of this result, but to actually deliver it.
4: It's, it's certainly a relief, but uh, more than that, I think it's happiness because at the end, it's, uh, it's great to, to be back. It's great, it's, I think, to fight for, for the best. Our competitors are very, very strong, we know, but uh, at least today we, we got the edge and, uh, and uh, somehow one two. It's quite incredible to start the season like that. Now, we know it will be difficult for the rest of the season, but for a while, at least, let's just think uh, at today and try to, to enjoy.
5: TC, I don't know about you, but I think Matthias got the hardest job in world sports. You know, forget the football managers under pressure. It's you, Mattia. This has to go some way to alleviating some of that pressure. You, you put a mark in the sand
4: now. Uh, I think the pressure is there, but we are all focused on trying to do our best. And I don't believe that my job is more important than the one of our mechanics. So we are all there trying, as a team to all give the try, try to, to achieve what we are achieving. And somehow I'm pleased and pleased certainly for the team, for the team here and the team back in Maranello because, uh, as I said before, it's, it was a difficult period. But we stay united and those guys are great.
6: So what happens now back in Maranello? The church bells ring, is that right? <laughs> is that? <laughs> that, that that certainly that's the that first still happen? That,
4: that still happen? And then we are putting a flag, uh, a Ferrari flag at the entrance of our factory for the win, because it's single win, we got a flag.
6: Matteo, fantastic result. Wonderful. Only seven days till we go again. But well done. Thank you. Wow. Well, Great to hear from Mathieu. Now, the joy of being in the Ferrari hospitality suite, I think we can call it, here at the Bahrain International Circuit, is that it's one guest after another. And looking at us now, Nicholas Todd, manager of Charles Leclerc. Amazing day.
7: I mean, it's a great joy because uh, we have had, uh, as you know, some difficult seasons uh, in the last few years. So, I mean, uh, of course, we, we, we knew we, there was a new challenge with the new regulations and we were very hopeful that we would be able to, to be more competitive. And that's why also Ferrari has put a lot of resources already from middle of la- last year f- into the new car. And it seems to be working very well. So, I mean, we couldn't hope for a better start, but it's a very, very long championship. So we have to keep uh, working hard, have the feet on the ground and uh, hope to be consistent.
5: It feels like redemption for 2019 here in Bahrain because that was just painful to even think about now. Uh, it's a distant memory. He, he seems like a different driver, very controlled race today, very smooth, some tenacious moves uh, with Verstappen, but it did always feel under control. Does he, does he seem different to you as a person and a driver?
7: I mean, of course, he's more mature like, like, uh, like uh, Max is, you know. They have been uh, they're racing in Formula One, so for now it's... Uh, it's a fifth year from, uh, for, for Charles, and of course, uh, experience is uh, matters a lot. You know, especially when you when you fight uh, drivers such as Lewis or, or Max or Carlos, it's very important to to have experience. So I think that uh, it has been very helpful today, and I think that he didn't give up at some uh, uh, crucial points, uh, phases during the race when he got overtaken by Max, and he was able to to take back his position straight away. And I think it was a, a turning point for for the for the win.
1: but he's still on the attack now, he has DRS, he'll go on the attack, down into turn four, he'll go for the outside, oh wow, fantastic move, she doesn't go to one on exit, that was
6: stunning. Max was right behind, I was always trying to make sure that I will break earlier in turn, into turn one to get the DRS and to get him back and
8: uh, that worked three times in a row, so I was very happy and then as soon as I had a bit of margin and that I recovered with my uh, Energy uh, system, or I don't know how you call it, whatever.
6: Uh, then I had a bit more, uh, a bit more margin, and then I could manage my race to have a race
7: win, and especially a one-two with the team feels absolutely incredible.
9: Nicholas, what what is it like? Because of your your dad had an enormous amount of success with this team. What is it like to be inside the Ferrari camp? It's a very tight family. Ferrari is that right? Is that fair to say?
7: Yeah, I mean it's a very tight family. There is a I mean, when you're in Formula One, you have huge pressure. But I think that when you are at Ferrari, especially after not having won for so many years, there is uh, there is more pressure. You know, the, the the tifosi are all over the world, not only in Italy. You have the press, which has a huge, uh, a huge, we'll put a, lot, a huge pressure on the on, on Ferrari. You know, I think that in the other teams, I think that when Mercedes fails or doesn't do so well, or same for Red Bull, I don't think that you have the British press, which is as tough. On them than the Italian press on Ferrari, so of course that you have uh, you have a lot of pressure, and I think it's not very it's tough. But also when you win, I think the the joy or the is ten times uh, you appreciate it even more. You know the. It's a good tune as well, the Italian national anthem. Ah, great atmosphere! I agree with you. I'm not Italian, but I agree that (laughs) it's a great tune.
6: (laughs) Now I didn't know that. your boy was a uh, such a comedian. He came on the radio in the closing laps and said to the yeah. team, uh, "Lads, lads, <laughs> I've got I've got a problem with the engine. I can hear something.
4: There's something said with the engine. Coffee. I'm talking. joking. Understood.
7: Yes, I was a bit scared as well. I mean, we, <laughs> we we laughed quite quickly because I mean, the engineers and the data knew that." It wasn't true, but when you are, when you don't have the data in front of you, of course we had a, a little scare for, for yeah. a few seconds. And after what we had, and also, I mean, a, a one lap before you had Max having an issue. So, I mean, it could have been completely possible, you know, as long as you don't cross the finish line, everything can happen in this spot.
5: What a little rascal. He actually said to me in the pen, I think it might've been a bit cruel on Because <laughs> for a moment, as you say, they believed it.
7: Now,
6: final word, Nicholas, I know you've got to go. What's your dad doing now? How is dad? I spoke, to him, FIA uh, I Jean spoke to him
7: a few minutes ago of course I mean he was happy for Charles to, to win because I mean he, he knows him uh, better than some other drivers because of me he's at home right now uh, and I don't really know what his uh, next chapter will be but uh, you know he's uh, full of energy and those kind of people they, they need to do something so uh, not a job I need to have an occupation so of course uh, his role in the for the UN is uh, is time consuming but I think that he, he can do more which is a uh, what they hope for him.
6: Okay. Well, Nicholas, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure. Great job by thank Charlotte Clerk today.
5: And breathe. Relative calm here in the paddock just to take stock of that race, which, by the way, seemed relatively straightforward until the safety car. And then, you know what? <laughs> We got a sudden burst of excitement all over again, didn't we? Well, we had a pit,
9: uh, a rather clever little pit by Max, didn't we, at the very end there, at yes, uh, 10, ten the laps ago. And, itself, and, it, it? Uh, and everyone was thinking, oh, my God, can he, can he do something here? And it put the panic in the, uh, in the ranks a little bit. And But Ferrari were very cool and stayed out. And I think it was probably the right thing to do. But they brought Carlos in. And then they had the safety car. So everyone came in for tyres. But, yeah, it's, even so, the tension was still strong, of course, sadly. <sighs> We will never find out what could have happened, because Max's uh, problems.
4: I almost got here.
2: Let me if you need to box, Max.
4: No, just
6: tell me what's wrong. I'll try to handle it. Oh,
1: it's not going well for Max at the moment.
10: We can't see the issue, Max. It's not battery-related.
6: So what do you want
1: me to do?
10: There's not a lot we can do
1: he's in trouble oh and he's slowing right down and he's lost even third and fourth Hamilton goes past Russell goes past it looks like Max Verstappen is going to retire from the first Grand Prix of 2022 the reigning world champion what a horrible
9: start to the season for him try to make it into the pit lane please
8: what happened at the end is of course very frustrating but also before that um quite a few issues where um, First of all, the balance was off. I didn't have the same feeling as on Friday in the long run, so that was a bit disappointing. But then, nevertheless, I mean, second, with with the issues, uh, with the balance, would have been a good result. But then suddenly, uh, my steering, I don't know what happened to that. It was just completely, like, locked, and the faster I was going, I could barely steer. So it was not easy in the restart to defend from Carlos. Uh, but then, you know, I was still in second with, with that big issue. Um, So you think, okay, with all these things I've had, second would be a good result. And then uh, suddenly, uh, yeah, I had to retire. Everything just switched off. And uh, yeah, it looked like a kind of a fuel pump or issue. There was no fuel coming to the engine. Um, Of course, these things uh, you don't want to to happen. And uh, very painful for the team as well that both cars retire. But uh, we need to look into everything. At the end, what is the biggest problem is that we score zero points with a competitive car. and of course on the days where you you have tiny issues or you know you're not con- entirely happy with the balance, you have to consolidate and score points.
6: First race of the new era, the new formula. Do we think it was a success? I would say yes. Those three laps, we had what, six overtakes. Oh, we're gonna have to take another break. <laughs>
5: this is From, a lovely problem to have <laughs> because we've got Carlos Senior with us now.
6: Carlos Sainz Senior, very warm welcome to the F1 Nation podcast. Ferrari one two, Carlos Junior second. Sum it up for us. How are you feeling?
3: Well, I'm feeling obviously happy. I think it's good to start for the for the Ferrari team. Good to start for Carlos. Even I think uh, I have not been talking to him, but um, yeah, I think um, I think he he must be happy.
5: Well, I tell you what, what's fairly ominous for the opposition is the fact that he doesn't yet feel comfortable in this car. So if he goes P2 in these conditions, what happens when he can uh, drive well, with Well, you these know, these are, instincts? of
3: course, new cars. Everybody's trying to, to find their, their, a little bit their way, They. The way to understand the new tires, the new car. I think he's in that process. Sometimes it it comes quicker. Sometimes you, from one weekend to the next, you you just switch. I, I haven't talked to him, but I'm I'm sure he will uh, he will become more and more confident after each race.
6: Carlos he's just said to the media that this was his hardest weekend at Ferrari.
7: I didn't have the pace, and neither in the race or in, in Friday practice. For some reason that I need to understand, in quali I, I was suddenly there or thereabouts fighting for pole position, but in the race it exposed my weaknesses with this car and, uh, and it shows that I'm still not quite there, which is something last year never happened. So some work to do for me, uh, today I will celebrate with the whole team, but from tomorrow I will be looking into, into data and into what I can do better to, to drive this car and, and be fighting for the win next time.
6: How do you feel he's dealt with it out of the car? Has he needed a little bit of a pep talk from
3: dad? No, you know, if he has said that, then he must be be, uh, true. So so I think he he was struggling a little bit Friday, that I know. I think Saturday morning he he was trying to catch up and quality was good. But, you know, I think he said what I hear. He he wasn't 100% confident, but it's normal. It's the first race and, and... I'm not so worried. I know he will, uh, he will uh, get it. Being in a competitive team,
9: and obviously everyone's delighted, Ferrari won two, but Carlos will not want to have been the number two. He would have wanted to be the number one. That's really what he's saying. Is that, is that a fair point? I mean, you, you're both massively competitive, you know, and he, he wants to I, do brilliantly.
3: He's very happy with the second place. I am sure he will aim to, to, to win his, his first uh, race. He's following his first win. I think it's normal that he has been in Formula One now, he's in Ferrari, the car is competitive. I think it's normally he, the ambition to to try to win is, is loyal to, to him and I think it's the correct attitude. I think in the same way he was very happy for the whole team. I think he joined the team last year, In a, uh, he has been growing together with the team. Uh, I think he has been working very, very hard at, uh, at home and, and think Charles and him they are pushing each other a lot in a, in a good way and this is very good for the team.
5: There's no doubt that that win is with almost in touching distance for him I'm sure.
9: Matteo Bonotto just gave uh, Carlos a senior pat on the head as yes. he went past but I, I think that was sort of uh, congratulations <laughs> as well as uh, you know good luck next time as well.
3: You know Matteo is, is, he was brave to, to take the decision also last year to, to get the confidence in, in, in Carlos. I think Carlos payback back that confidence but uh, you know the whole team is, is, is working hard Ferrari has been really for, a, for two three years in a difficult situation and I'm sure it's a good boost for the whole team
5: and what kind of insight has he given you as just how competitive this car is because we're talking a lot about it being track specific but does he feel that this is the car that can take on any circuit
3: too early I have no, also, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not so much uh, expert. I have a good feeling. I think the when you look at the other Ferrari teams, it seems that the, the engine they make really a good, a good uh, step, and that is really good for for Ferrari and for all the teams that are the Ferrari. And, but apart from that, it's not only the engine. I think the the, the chassis they have made a really good job. It was really a lot of talking about the difference between the cars, you know, the side pods. one team going one direction, the other team going the other direction. You can see like even very different cars can do similar lap time. This is incredible. This is, I think at the end of the day, when when we are going probably to more different circuits, more different tracks, more different asphalt, uh, we will see what is the the best uh, combination. Carlos,
6: it's a tantalizing prospect. Uh, we're joined now by Mark Janet, Ferrari test driver.
3: Mark, can you he beat... Will, he can tell you much more things and will tell <laughs> you much more things than myself. If we are talking about rally, I may can tell you more things, but <laughs> about Formula One... Uh, or squash. Or squash, but he can tell you more things than me.
6: Uh, Carlos, senior... Spanish squash champion in 19... I don't know,
3: 80
11: or 79 or something. Can you beat him at squash? No, no, no. I play squash, but no, definitely not. I I don't think I can beat him in anything, to be honest. (laughs) Carlos, well
6: done. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us on the show. Now, look, Mark, you have been at Ferrari since 2004. So you were there when this team was riding that crest of a wave in the Schumacher era. Are you sensing that that wave is starting to get to that same sort of height now? Or does
11: this remind you of that period? Uh, I don't know. I mean, because the, the team really hasn't changed the last three years. The, 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 the human being, of course, we keep people going in and out, but there's not been any big signing like you have seen this season in some of the teams. You know, there were big names coming in and out. And that's why I, leave, I give a lot of credit to Mattia Binotto, because he kept the same group of people and he had trust in the same group of people. But I think when you go through difficult years like we have been going the last few years, you tend to optimize the resources. And I always say you learn more from the bad years than from the good years. And now that we have a good car, we are ready for a new era, I think, because it's the same people that suffer so much. And today in the briefing before the race, the way they prepared the briefing, I was listening and, and I thought they are very good, you know, because, because again, you know, we... I, I think Saicos cannot be beyond the one that Mercedes has had any longer. That's the longest problem we've seen maybe in, in Formula One history. But definitely this group of people is ready to open anywhere. I don't know if it's going to be anywhere or not. For sure, we have a good car. But believe me, they are ready in all. You know, even today with the pit stops, we got them right. We were probably the best teams, looks like, from the top teams. We were reliable, you know, and uh, we took risks with the design of the car. Uh, the strategy, I think, was very good today. So... We've improved in many, many areas, and to be champion, you, you have to be good in all the areas.
9: When the car was launched, and then we saw all the other cars, you'd have to say the Ferrari looked a bit different. Was it, were, you, were they worried at Ferrari that their car looked so different to everyone else's?
11: I was. I was worried. Uh, but then when I saw such different designs, I was a little bit, I would have been more worried if we were the only one. Although, you know, you have to think that Italians, they tend to be more creative, you know, and... There's one thing that Enzo Ferrari used to say, and is that the beautiful cars tend to be fast as well. And I think Ferrari was voted the nicest car in Formula 1. And I, I think it's the nicest car, not only because of the color, but I think even on the design, you know. So I'm so happy to see that, that the car is not only beautiful, but it's also very fast. But when I saw this, those side pods, you know, I was like, wow, you know, what is that? But yeah, so I was a little bit concerned initially. But the, teams, the team, were, the engineers were telling me, it's good, you know, in the wind tunnel, it's good. The numbers are good, but until you put then the car on the track. For me, the very important part is the first comments of the drivers. In the filming day, both Charles and Carlos said the car is very well balanced. And that is so important. You know, you know, that the first laps are very important. And there I could see at least they were saying the car feels good. Then there was this purposing that everybody had. So the first signing, the first signs of the first laps of the car, you could tell the car was born very well. And that is very important. In this area that there's almost no testing, that's very important.
5: Is there any danger of heaping too much pressure on the team at this early stage of the season? Obviously, one swallow doesn't make a summer. And we know, well, we're always told at least, that um, the Italian mindset is very emotional. And, you know, we hear all the time about the, the pressure that the press put on you all. Um, how do you kind of cultivate that, that winning habit within the team and keeping quite a clinical mentality and approach to each race?
11: I think for that, that first, Mattia, today when I saw his interviews after the race, he's, he, he kept quite calm, you know. And then the drivers. Charles didn't... I was expecting Charles to be more over the moon after qualifying, after the poll and the race, and he seems so, so much mat- more mature or, or aware that this is a long championship, you know? And science is always very calm, like his father we just had now. So I think Mattia, Charles and Carlos are going to be very important in keeping these emotions that very Italian we, we tend to have, you know? The Tifosi will be over the moon today. I saw uh, videos of... On the, on the streets, people horning and with flags in Maranello, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I'll leave that to the tifosi. But the three main characters of this team, which are the two drivers and the team principal, they are not emotional. Mattia is half Swiss. As I say, Carlos is, you can see it comes from his father. And Charles, he used to be very emotional. And this year, he's changed a lot. I, Charles is like a 2.0 version of himself. I totally you know? agree. He, he seems different. Even the work. when I went to Barcelona in the private testing... Uh, we spend a lot of time together, and he he was completely changing his mindset and his mentality, and and you can see it today. Yes, he has won, but it doesn't doesn't seem that much.
6: Feels like a championship campaign yeah. to me. Mark, thank you very much. Great to have you on the show. Thanks thanks for your thoughts.
12: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending.
9: We're sitting here outside, in between the, the two hospitality units of Ferrari. We've got, we can see the press office, look at those press officers there, still typing away furiously. And we're watching the car, I'm watching a rerun of the race, as Mark was talking. And I'm looking at that Ferrari and it looks absolutely gorgeous. It looks so steady on the track, doesn't it? And we're looking at the last few laps where Max was closing in on the Ferrari. And, and I was going to ask him before he went, who's your favourite driver, but you can't do that. But, oh, um, he's Spanish, isn't he? He's See, si. So, you know, this is where it gets interesting <laughs> uh, in in these small environments, is that there, there's that intra-team competition, you know, and Carlos Saint-Senior so desperately wants his son to do well, but he can't get involved, and all these, all these dynamics that you have inside a team, and it gets more heated as things like a world championship unfold.
5: Absolutely. Now, listen, I've got to run and catch a flight, but before I go... Can I just have a moment, a KMAG appreciation moment?
1: Magnussen, a brilliant fifth on his return with the Haas team. First points for the Haas team since the German Grand Prix of 2020. Mode slow, mode
7: slow. So Still a caution, turn one, double yellow, double yellow. Awesome job, mate.
6: Same man, save. That was f- perfect. Oh, man, thank you. Kevin,
2: that was so. Big Viking, come back! <laughs> Great, I cannot
8: believe it. Thanks, thanks, thanks man. You. Thank you. This craziness just continues. I don't know, man. Obviously, a bit of luck with the two Red Bulls, but we'll take that. I don't think we could have scored for any more points. We maximized the points we could have got, you know, and even a little more with the luck we had with the Red Bulls. Qualifying could have been better, but I mean, we made it to the end of the race. We got P5. Can't even believe it.
5: This weekend has been the most incredible dream come true for him. You know, not only has he come back to the sport to qualify seventh, finish in fifth, have his gorgeous wife and baby here to witness it all. He got very emotional in the pen with me. And it's just, it's just wonderful to see. I want to soak it all up. Obviously, it's Ferrari's day, but Kevin Magnussen, for me, was a massive standout performance.
6: Was he your driver of the day?
5: Do you know what? I think he probably, as a Charles, obviously it's difficult to look beyond Charles, but... if you had to, yeah. I mean, it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant from beginning to end. And it, and it, it tells you, Damon, that never give up on your dream because uh, you never know what's around the corner.
9: You don't. And, and of course, um, Nico Hulkenberg was drafted back in. Unfortunately, he didn't have such a competitive package to deal with. Um, but these guys who get a second bite, or even a third bite, the cherry, you know, they are so hungry. They're, they know what it's worth, and they hated that feeling of... Uh, losing out and they I think they're better drivers much more determined drivers when they come back I think that some drivers who've had it too easy if you like getting into F1 you know and and hang around they don't they don't really appreciate what they've got and how much this means
5: although I counter that by saying that Joe Guanyu was ecstatic I mean this was an immensely proud moment for him and his country and to finish in the points on his debut was, was huge it, you know at one stage it didn't look like it was on the cards
6: yeah and, and there was a large portion of the race where he was lapping as quickly as Valtteri Bottas when, when Bottas was stuck behind Tsunoda he was very much able to hang with his teammate. You really are going on. I you? want
5: to hang with my teammates too, but I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry, um, but I've got to jump on a flight back to the UK only to fly back out to Saudi on Wednesday morning. But I'll see you there. I can't wait. I mean, it's great that we're going racing in seven days' time, isn't it?
4: Brilliant.
6: It's brilliant. They come thick and fast this year. Thanks, Natalie, and have a safe Thanks. trip Yeah, Fly safe. Yeah, so, fly uh, safe. See you in a few days. I tell you what, Damon, why don't... Everyone at Ferrari has gone in to debrief about the race. Why yeah. don't we decamp to Mercedes? because I think that's a strong talking point for this race. So I'm going to press pause and we're going to suddenly reappear about 50 metres further down the paddock. We are now down at Mercedes, sat outside the engineering office. Damon. Lewis Hamilton third, George Russell fourth on his debut for the team. That has to be about as good a result as they could possibly hope for. Absolutely. I mean, I I was thinking this is going to be awful. I
9: mean, they, they were closer at the end obviously because they had a safety car, but uh, they were looking like they were full on there and completely cut adrift from the race itself between the Ferraris and the Red Bulls, until of course they were gifted two extra places up the, up the order at the end. A good effort by Lewis for sticking in there and, and giving it his best and, and being in the right place
6: at the right time to get a podium. Do you know what, there was an amusing moment in the press conference or before the press conference after the race. Um, Lewis came in and said that it was tough, the bouncing was physically tough, and so they all started touching their toes uh, to see just to, to loosen, loosen up and who could touch their toes. Uh, the did? easiest. Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc and Carlos <laughs> Sainz were just stood there before the cameras started yeah. rolling. I have to say, Lewis is very supple. Is he? For a 37, Do 8, you, just, whatever he is, year old, I yeah. can't touch my toes. You can't touch your no, toes? No. That's
9: disgraceful. Yeah. You know, uh, you need to be flexible. Everybody listening to this, you need to do yoga, stretching as regularly as possible um, and, it, and it is important for circulation. But, you know, what was they trying to prove? Were they trying to prove that the cars, they were beaten up and they were kind of, you know, the ride in these cars is, is um,
6: damaging them or what? No, I think the, the point was who can touch their toes the <laughs> okay. easiest but I also it was about who was going to be oh, quickest no but, no but the conversation started when they were talking about how bad the bouncing was and how physical this race was as a result of the bouncing Damon what about the performance of George Russell to be a second off Lewis well yeah in qualifying
9: if you look at Q1 and Q2 he was a little bit off uh, and then it all went horribly wrong at the end when, when Lewis actually found it an extra second. And also quite a few other guys found a chunk of time in Q3, didn't they? And I think that... Um, there was, was there some problem with his tyres not being properly heated or they gave him some information that was wrong? That was the story I got. So he went out to do a time maybe... and I think he locked up because he wasn't, he wasn't quite where he thought he was going to be with the tyre temperatures. These tyres are um, different this year. They've, 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 obviously, they're massive things. They have smaller sidewalls, uh, they're bigger wheels, and they have lowered the temperature on the in the blankets. So when they go out of the garage, they are not as sticky, obviously, as hot and as hot and ready to go as they used to be. So bringing the tires in is a bit of an art form and a dark art that they've got to learn or relearn as racing drivers.
6: Joined now by Andrew Shovlin. Now Mercedes third and fourth. Happy with that? Must
10: be happy with that? I mean, from a championship point of view, um, third and fourth is good because from a car pace point of view, fifth and sixth is is what we deserved. And really, there's two ways of looking at it. One is, you know, we've got a lot of work to do with car performance. We need to get on top of that quickly, but that may not happen overnight. And whilst we're not quick enough, in terms of the championship situation, we need to not be hemorrhaging uh, points. So, um, yeah, for the championship, this, you know, this was a bit of a let off. It was it was good that um, at least Red Bull haven't uh, scored big points because they may well be the, um, you know, the toughest competition. It's so early to read, you know, from our our side, it was a
6: reasonable uh, haul of points. But but the big issue is the car's just not quick enough. What are the issues with your car? Can you just explain to us? Because everyone talks about bouncing. We don't really know what that means. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel? You know when we've, we've just done a debrief with the
10: drivers, and uh, there's a lot of everything. you know there's bouncing, the the balance is poor. There's a lack of low speed grip. We're struggling on traction, the drivability could be better, the tire warm- ups not good enough, the car's a bit on the heavy side. There's a lot of a lot for us to work on, but but by the same measure, there's a lot for us to improve. And you know that gives us some encouragement because you know a year ago when we were here in Bahrain, that list of, uh, you know, areas to improve wasn't as, as, as big as it is now. Um, so, you know, we, I, think we, I think we'll get some easy gains. I think there's some low-hanging fruit. And what we're hoping is that we can get those in the next race or two. Um, by Jeddah
6: this coming weekend?
10: We, you know, we're working race by race at the moment. The, the factory are primed to bring absolutely anything they can in the next few days. We're learning with every day every time the car's out on track there's there's a lot of work going on on the factory trying to understand the science of of what's going on but we are learning every day and if we've got something useful to bring to Jeddah, we'll make
6: sure that we can get it there on the car shove quick word on george russell's debut well not it's not his debut is it (laughs) that that debut happened a couple of years ago but first race as a full-time driver for the team How, how would you sum up how he's gone this weekend
10: I mean, George has done a a really good job. And, um, you know, I think maybe in his dreams, he'd hope that he'd, you know, walk in here and be uh, fighting for pole position and race wins and battling it out with Lewis. But, you know, we we all dream of that and that's not what we've got to deal with. Um, What's been really encouraging is to see how well George and Lewis have worked together, how much they're focused on getting the car sorted and sharing experience, sharing information, Allowing that, you know, the entire focus of the team to go into sort of pushing us forward in a positive sense. That's really encouraging. Technically, they're picking up on the same issues. They're driving very, very similar setups. And so it's gone really well. But, you know, we had high hopes and, and, and George is delivering. But, you know, for me, the, the, the exciting
6: thing to see is just how well the two of them are working together. And Shav, as an engineer, of course you want to be win- winning races. That's a given. But is the challenge of turning round the performance of the W13 something that is actually really interesting for an engineer? It is. And I think, you know, you, you can always
10: wish for a car that's miles ahead of the opposition and you can win races without breaking sweat. And we've had that uh, in a number of the years quite recently. But if you just reflect on, on last year, we, you know, we realised we were pitched into a really, really tight battle for the championship. Uh, ultimately, it didn't go the way that, that, that we wanted at the end, but it was a lot more fun having really close racing and having to really earn, uh, you know, every race win along the way. That was enormously enjoyable. The other thing that uh, you know, as you're alluding to, is that the engineering challenge of solving the performance problems with these cars is quite fascinating. It's involving all sorts of areas at the factory. In a normal year, a lot of people's role at the factory is quite a long t- or quite a mid- to long-term delivery. You know if you're working in the wind tunnel, it can be well over a month, you know, even two months, before a development actually ends up uh, arriving on the car in a complete package, and that time frame for us now is shrinking down to a matter of days and you know a week or so. Uh, everyone is working hard to try and bring solutions as soon as, as we possibly can and that's exciting for the whole factory not just you know not just those at the track it's the you know those lead times shrink right down we know that getting the car quick if we can do that in the next in the next few races um the championship is is still on for us and that's what we're all pushing to
6: achieve i know you've got a scoop but just quickly do you think you're going to be more competitive in jeddah than you were here who knows? Uh, you know. I think will the track we, characteristics we, sort of help you? It's, it's
10: difficult to say because on a you know on a faster track there aren't the low speed corners and, and to be honest we did we haven't done well in the low speed corners here. Maybe it'll it'll work in our favour, but we're still struggling with the bouncing. And if we're bouncing in the fast corners, that's going to be really difficult for the drivers. So understanding how the how the problems shift is is going to be the key. But as I say, it's it's early to say. But we don't want to rely on favorable track characteristics. We want to make the car better and, uh, and be able to compete on equal terms. Best of luck with that. Shov, thank you very much. Cheers.
0: Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
12: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them.
6: What do we call you, the anchor from Sky? <laughs> Not something like that. <laughs> hey, but Simon, how was it? How did, what did you make of race one of the new era? I loved it. Look, it, it, you know, it's just a continuation of the
2: upward trend of this sport, I think. I mean, we're all so looking forward to seeing the new rules and regulations, see how, whether they're going to be able to race each other. The early evidence thinks that it was. We had Ross Braun sort of swing by and say, look, they're satisfied. I think there were a few nervous people in there from, from Formula One. Pat Simmons we saw, and you know, they put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this. And if we're gonna get close wheel-to-wheel racing all year, um, it's just gonna be magnificent, isn't it? Because there's never been more interest in the sport. So you're becoming a bit of a fan of Formula One, Simon, oh, after all these up. years, honestly. Uh, and and I've um, spent all day with him. Welcome to my him. show,
9: by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I am now in control. <laughs> <laughs> I have 11 years I've been waiting this to get it, the upper hand. The goo is on the other foot. <laughs> uh, but Simon, uh, Tom, I, I'm going I'm to blurb a little bit of smoke. I mean, Simon's amazing what they do uh, to try and keep on top of everything. All the information, you know what it's like. The information flying around all over the place. And um, uh, that beeping is a, is a cargo forklift trough they're, they're, they're unloading everything and sending it off to Saudi just across the desert. But uh, we are here to the bitter end. Uh, I mean, you know, we're standing around with faultless trucks going, yeah. going, about to drop things on us right at the very end
2: of races. You're good at this podcast, sort of radio, Milo, describing what you can't see.
9: This is what we have to do when you haven't got a camera. <laughs> and also you don't have to do your hair as well.
2: <laughs> well, it's been a blustery old weekend. No, thanks for having us on. It's, it's great, isn't it? You know, I mean, I don't know how, how you feel about it, but from our viewing figures, we know that you know, the rising tide kind of f- floats all boats, doesn't it? And right Do, now do you think never... Ferrari helps as well? I think it's going to help. I mean, just look at our Sky Italia colleagues. They were, you know, they, they, they were there was there's so much pressure. Imagine being Mattia Bonotto. Imagine that, the pressure of, of a nation. And he deals with it so well. And I think it's because he's a, a dyed-in-the-wool Ferrari man with 27 years of experience there. And it's just, um, it's great for the sport to have Ferrari right back at the top. Do you have favourites other than Damon?
6: But do you have favourites out there on the grid?
2: Uh, who do I like? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the problem is you—you—you know—if you, you know if you nail your colours to any mass, <laughs> that can be quite polarising. Social media loves that, doesn't it? But i have always liked Checo Perez because I, I just like his—I like his attitude to life. You know he's a pretty laid-back character and I think to be as laid-back as he is in the car next to Max Verstappen I've, I've, got, I've got a lot of time for out.
6: No look we're going to go down the. no you're not don't run away oh, really? can we keep you because sure. you two are travelling together now aren't you so um, for as long as I've I'm got I'm staying Damon, out
2: got- no I've got to stay out my son's got Covid unfortunately so I, I can't go back and risk it so I'm staying out now so it's a late flight change for me which enables me to have my, my it's my birthday tomorrow so uh, I, I can have it out here playing golf with Damon and take him to the cleaners
4: Okay, Valtteri, that's the checkered flag. P6,
1: that's position six. Well done. Thanks, guys, good job. Uh, yeah,
3: you never did the first lap. Thank you. That's the first one. More to come.
6: Damon, we've done. I'm just going down the order now. So we've done two Ferraris, two Mercedes. Natalie's given us a bit of Kevin Magnussen appreciation. I'm going to give you a bit of Valtteri Bottas appreciation. I was completely delighted by everything Valtteri this weekend p6 on the grid then p6 in the race out qualifying george russell he did phone toto wolf daniel sent him a text or something after qualifying did he what did he say <laughs> uh, yeah like, uh, probably just an emoji just a little or kind a- of yeah cheeky <laughs> little one
9: um basically say oh, you have noticed i'm still here but i'm in a different car well good for him i mean you know it's horrible if you've had a had time at the top in a in a top team and you feel like you know you've been booted down the order, and, and he's obviously not gone down as far as we thought. You know, Alpha Alpha Romeo had not been typically uh, a regular top ten contender, so um, they look very strong. And he, you know, I'm hap- happy for him. And uh, and uh, Joe as well has done a brilliant job on his first run. So that car is, you know, that team looking strong, very very. You know encouraging for them
6: fingers crossed that this is the start of great things for them i love the fact that Valtry is so determined he wants to make a success of this stuff so often you see drivers don't you st- slip down the order sort of this game of snakes and ladders that he's formula one and the motivation starts to flag and and yeah
9: well we had one driver we, we might he's not on your list because he's actually got COVID. he never even turned up that is um, true yeah and, and their team didn't do very well. So you talk about being demotivated. Fancy getting COVID, sitting in your hotel room, not being able to get out and watching the race on TV and your team's, you know, near the back. Um, so we're talking about Seb, obviously, and, um, you know, get well soon, Seb. And I hope your team gets well soon as well.
6: Yep, there's a lot of work to do down at Aston Martin. Um, equally, Alpine had a good weekend. They won the 12 hours of Sebring on Friday, Lauren Rossi then beat everyone he played at squash on race morning in his hotel. I'm told he's a ninja. He Play squash, squash in player. his
9: hotel? Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean they have squash courts. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. <laughs>
6: Not in his hotel <laughs> room. Like the foyer or something. You <laughs> yes. Know. He's a ninja squash, <laughs> squash player. Really, really good. Apparently. We've
9: had two on. We've, we talked about two squash players. I, my yeah. dad used to love squash, and it's a fast reflexes. You know, you, so Carlos Saint Senior is, was a squash champion apparently uh, in Spain. Spanish when yeah. he was younger. But I mean, I can't. I can't play that game. It's mad. I mean, you kind of, you know,
2: it's it's very bad for your joints Laters, as well. Are you a squash player? When you play squash the next day, your buttocks really hurt. Have you noticed because that? It's because you're lunging. You're doing a lot of lunging. Um, so I haven't played squash for a while, but um, my dad used to play it. You okay, that's an interesting fact. But <laughs> <laughs> We just
6: got onto Simon's buttocks there somehow. I don't know how that happened, but sorry about that, people. Um, <laughs> but bringing it back to Alpine, you know, seventh and ninth, with Esteban Ocon getting a, a five-second penalty for... Well, yeah, touching...
9: Yeah, he Mick co- Schumacher. Mick Schumacher. He, took yeah. it, he sort of nudged him out, didn't he, really? Mm. Um, and uh, we've got these new race directors, strict rules now apply um, any, any touching. It's all very clear that the, the drivers all said we're absolutely clear about uh, track limits, they seem swifter this weekend to make a decision and, and let everyone know what they were yeah, doing. I think it's
6: a very solid weekend for Niels Fittich, the, the race director this weekend. He'll be in Saudi Arabia, of course, next weekend as well before Eduardo Freitas joins us in Melbourne. All right. So Yuki Tsunoda in eighth, finished in the points on his Grand Prix debut here last year. Eighth again today. Very solid from him.
9: Yeah, very good. I mean, we, you know, we, what we've learned about him from his uh, appearance on, on the um, infamous Netflix series is that he seems reluctant to do any training for one. And he seems, um, you know, uh, he seems bizarrely very, very feisty, you know, con- in contradiction to what we, he appears to be out of the cockpit. He seems to be very, he's more interested in food,
6: but point him in the right direction and give him a racing car yeah. and, he, and he's quite good. He wasn't taking a leaf out of your book, was he? When you were at the height of your powers, um, did you watch what you ate?
9: I did, but I, I wasn't, uh, wasn't into fusion, whatever, he, he seemed to be into Japanese and Italian all at the same time or something.
6: Did you have to watch your weight, actually?
9: No, in I, your no I had to, I, I should have put more weight on. Actual fact, I, I should have eaten more fatty things. Um, I sort of ate too much, too much carbohydrate and I was losing weight during the season. And, you know, I started off my championship year was about 76 kilos and I ended up about 68 at the end of the season but that's all nervous energy as well
6: um as, that's a massive as, change
9: yeah yeah it's, how did that it affect was,
6: performance
9: um probably but I was over probably overtraining, and and I wasn't eating the right stuff because the science has improved now so people know what to give it I should have been eating apparently I should have been eating more fat rich foods because that gives you protein and and, and, uh, and energy as well. Otherwise, you, your body starts eating your own fat mm. reserves.
6: Can we just sum up this opening weekend of the new era of Formula One? First of all, the cars. Mm. Were you impressed? First time you've seen, seen them in the flesh? I, I like the look of them. All the things that they said they hoped it would do, uh,
9: it, it, it said on the tin, I thought was there on the track when we saw the races. Okay. Are you referring so to those three until- laps when we saw... Yeah, like it just looks to Verstappen me like, when I, when I look at it, I just thought, well, that's funny. They're, they're able to get close to each other in a corner. And also they were overtaking. Uh, at, they seemed to be able to take a dive and then uh, fumble through the corner and, and, uh, and actually race each other. They seem to have the confidence to go for gaps.
2: And yeah, I, I liked what I saw. Simon Laserby, I think we're in for another good season. I think that... Did you the, like the cars? Do I like the cars? I, I do. I like the look of them. I was just talking to Mark Webber a little bit earlier and... You see, he doesn't think the toe's very powerful on it i I wonder you know they they're they're heavy they're big they're heavy but i think they look they look decent now, I didn't like all the accoutrements on the front wings it was just getting a bit too you know, bits of wing and louvers everywhere wasn't it? it and I think it's so much simpler and if it gives us the racing that we need then then that's a great thing and i and I think potentially we've got that but we'll we'll find out won't we in the next two or three
6: races. Yeah, I agree. I think the cars look great. I think they look fast in the flesh. The TV always lies a little bit about the speed, doesn't it? But they look fast in the flesh. They're challenging to drive. I take you back to the touching your toes in the press conference room, the drivers... Physical, you mean? They're, yeah, they're, literally, yeah, yeah they, they're having to work a bit and uh, I think it's more mental work,
9: really, than, than than physical. I think, it's you know, they if they are more difficult to drive in the slower corners, there's a lot of time in slow corners and trying to put the power down. Uh, I, it's looked to me like they were having to work a bit harder in those big braking zones and where you have to accelerate. The faster corners they seem stable and you could get cars alongside each other, which is another great thing.
6: The only thing you would say is that I think There was the hope wasn't there that it would close the whole grid up not totally convinced it's done that well with a massive regulation
9: change like that you're going to get to get a big disparity they don't forget there's still the disparity in budgets even with the cost cap Um, but we still haven't seen the effect of a season's worth of cars at the back being able to develop or spend more time developing their car than the cars at the front so it, if, it, more than any time before in the, in the sports history, I think we've got the opportunity to see the, the grid close up as the season progresses, rather than, than the guys at the front spread away. All,
6: All right, right, guys. Well, I think that's it for this week's show, isn't it?
9: It's fantastic. Race it's, one it's fantastic is done. to be back. Thanks,
6: Damon. Thanks, Simon. Thanks to Natalie. I hope she's on her plane. Didn't miss it. F1 Nation is produced by Formula One and Audio Boom Studios.
9: Boom.